Thank you for joining me for a few moments to ponder Colossians. This is episode one. Dear friends in Colossae, my name is Paul, and I have been chosen by Jesus Christ to be his apostle by the calling and destined purpose of God. My colleague, Timothy, and I send this letter to all the holy believers who have been united to Jesus as beloved followers of the Messiah. May God, our true Father, release upon your lives the riches of his kind favor and heavenly peace through the Lord Jesus, the Anointed One. Every time we pray for you, our hearts overflow with thanksgiving to the Father the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. For we have heard of your devoted lives of faith in Christ Jesus and your tender love toward all his holy believers. Your faith and love rise within you as you access all the treasures of your inheritance stored up in the heavenly realm. For the revelation of the true gospel is as real today as the day you first heard of your glorious hope, now that you have believed in the truth of the gospel. This, this is the wonderful message that is being spread everywhere, powerfully changing hearts throughout the earth, just like it changed you. Every believer of this good news bears the fruit of eternal life as they experience the reality of God's grace. Our beloved co-worker Epaphras was there from the beginning to thoroughly teach you the astonishing revelation of the gospel and he serves you faithfully as Christ's representative. He's informed us of the many wonderful ways love is being demonstrated through your lives by the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Colossians 1, 1 through 8. The book of Colossians holds a special place in my heart. It's through God's words in this book that I discovered the freedom of Christ and the joy of knowing how much he truly loves each and every one of us. As I begin this series of studies, I had to start here with a book that has so many wonderful words for us to ponder. Pondering is a lost art today. I think we even feel guilty when we take the time to truly wonder. I wonder if Mary felt guilty as she pondered all the things in her heart on that first Christmas day. So as we ponder these words, take a few moments to breathe. Paul begins Colossians, as he does many letters, by identifying himself and greeting them. This is also my prayer for you as we travel through this letter together. May God release upon you his kind favor and heaven-like peace as you ponder with me these words, through Paul, from God. Colossae was about a hundred miles east of Ephesus on the Lycius River. It was a busy little trading town with a large Jewish population. The church there had been founded by Epaphras, who had most likely learned from Paul when Paul was teaching in Ephesus. This pastor had traveled a great distance to visit Paul in prison in Rome. He needed counsel for his church. This letter, written from prison, is an effort to encourage the church and remind them of the Lordship of Jesus. May it encourage and remind us as well. If you were to look at the opening of the letters to the Philippians or the Thessalonians, you would notice that Paul often begins his letters with gratitude. His heart overflowed with thanksgiving as he prayed for these devoted to Jesus. 
He didn't take for granted the wonder of how God's word spread and the fruit that it was bearing. Paul knew that God's word is not just for information, it's for transformation. And the knowledge of God's grace, the gospel, had changed them. Paul writes of their faith in Jesus and their love of all God's people, stating that these attributes had sprung from a confident hope in heaven. In 1 Corinthians 13, Paul writes, There are three things that remain, faith, hope, and love. Yet love surpasses them all. A trust. The book of Hebrews tells us faith brings hope into reality. It is a belief without seeing Believe that what Jesus tells us is true. I have come that you may have life. I have loved you with an everlasting love. When we are confident of how loved we are, we live differently. We live out of the confident security that nothing we can do will ever remove that love. It is given freely, unconditionally, fully, openly. That confidence fills us with hope and understanding. Again, this is trust. When our hope is stored up in heaven, we let go of things that seek to hold our hope on earth, knowing that our God is trustworthy and will do all He says He will do. Faith and hope are bound together through love. There are many types of love in the Greek language, and here in these first verses of Colossians, Paul uses the word agape. Agape love, which is fully described in 1 Corinthians 13, has many characteristics. Here are a few. It is a large love, incredibly patient, gentle, and consistently kind. It does not traffic in shame and disrespect, but is a safe place of shelter. When Paul shares that it is heard of the wonderful way the Colossians have demonstrated love from Epaphras, he makes sure to note that this agape love is empowered by the Holy Spirit. In Galatians, this is called a fruit of the Spirit. You are loved with this love, a love that joyfully celebrates you, a love that is secure a shelter without shame, a love that believes in you and never gives up, a love that never stops loving. Ponder these words of love for you today. I encourage you to read 1 Corinthians 13, 5-11 with the mindset that this is a description of God's love for you. May God, our true Father, Release upon your lives the riches of his kind favor and heavenly peace through the Lord Jesus, the Anointed One. Amen.